a giddy giddy gow and welcome to backtracks aerosmith revisited my name is Corey morissette joined as always by the one and only john mariano how are you john i'm flipping terrific i'm here it's a heat wave in new york i feel like i'm plastered to my couch but you said we have to record so um i'm here that's right and uh speaking of sons of bitches uh i got a bone to pick with one of you bastards and his name is scott haskett scott Uh-oh. all right yeah. so i I'm, I'm listening to the show i don't know if you guys have ever heard of it it's called the haskin cast mm-hmm. uh, you, you probably heard of it because you fucking do it but uh, you had <laughs> you had mariano on and you guys were uh, waxing poetic about cindy lopper she's yes. so unusual mm-hmm. and I, I listened to like three fucking episodes of this thing and then in the third episode son of a bitch it's somehow some idiot uh, compares she's so unusual to appetite for destruction. I thought that's the dumbest fucking thing I ever heard. And then you got talking about appetite for destruction and John's like, Oh yeah, no, I want to come back and do appetite. And then you fucking pick John to do appetite for destruction with like, hello, I'm, I brought you onto the Aerosmith show. You can't give me appetite for destruction. I could see if you want to give it to one of the deep purple guys. Cause they're like legendary, but you're going to pass me over for fucking Mariano to talk about guns and roses. How dare you, sir? Well, I was just on the Deep Purple podcast. Thanks for mentioning that. Uh, well, I mean, you could both come on. Wait a minute. Enough? I, I, no, 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 no. no. Time out. Time out. I love you, Scott. Yeah. I love, I love you. I love movies. I love you. I love a lot of these things. Corey, on the other hand, I do plenty of shit with, and I don't want to have to show up to another show. Corey and I have to do anything together. He right now, let me just point something out to you. Corey doesn't understand the art of podcasting, right? And I point this out to you because on your podcast, I very wisely compared She is Unusual to Appetite for Disruption. Corey acts like I didn't know what I was doing. Because if I change the subject, I open the door. And thankfully, you recognize that type of effort I was putting in and welcome me onto your podcast to grace it once again for such a legendary album. I did. I, I, I sense these things in people. I mean, I do get complimented on how I interview people from time to time. And that's part of why, uh, Corey, I, I would be happy to do two shows on appetite for destruction. If you guys don't want to do one together, I think that album is worthy of a pretty deep dive. You know, don't do me any favors. You, you, you've already picked the Mariano uh, train. You, you can just ride that fucker all the way to hell. Hey, I've got you for an album I've never even heard of before. Which one's that? Uh, what was it? The band was, was it Thunder? Thunder. Yeah. I, I thought you forgot about that because it's been like two years. And no, it's still, it's still it. on my list. It's still in the hopper. Yeah. Well, listen to that album. It's, it's really bloody good. Back so that's, that's saying even more because I'm willing to take on a band I've never even heard of listening to an album I've never once sampled. And this is the first time that's happened. I tell you, you pick the guy, though, who's going to call the drums shimmery Wait. and he likes the boom booms and the tom toms. You know, that's the kind of input you're going to get I, from John I, I on just, Appetite for Destruction. I, I, have, I, have, I have one question for you, Scott. Yeah. Are you a fan at all of, or have you ever heard of the band Molly Hatchet? I've heard of the band Molly Hatchet, yes. Okay. It's very important right now because I want to talk to you a little bit about hatchets and burying them. <laughs> because, so it's not you with the band Molly Hatchet. As, mu- as much as I, I would like to bury a hatchet into one of my co-hosts right now. Don't talk that way about I, Scott. I'm, I, w- I would rather bury a hatchet 
about a certain movie. You know, I have been trolling you and trolling you and trolling you. And I think you have, you know, more than based the music on putting the movie on the mixtape. I think at this stage of my career, I need to move on from that and, and, yeah. and from, from that bit. I think I think we've worn it into the ground. Um God, God Godspeed. It's on the mixtape. It's not coming off. There is no co-host on this planet who will take it off because I am bowing out of that fight, sir. I respect that. I I it this is the only time I think in history that I ever feel I'll have a win over John Mariano because you are the best person I've ever seen argue anything, even things that don't make sense. You somehow find a way to cut through. But I think we're missing an opportunity to say thank you, Corey, for listening to the three episodes that we did on Cindy Lauper. She's so unusual. You know, Scott, you ignorant slut. Have you ever met John Mariano? Do you, do you believe a, a word he's saying? Times. Like, I guarantee I'm, you 20 minutes from now, he's going to say now, we got to get the fucking movie out this year. I, I'm going to believe him until we vote. And then we'll see if it gets brought up again. But, you know, I was in a really good mood when we started this episode because yesterday uh, I had a lot of work to do that didn't require my ears or editing or podcasting. And for the first time since I bought it, I got out my record player and listened to a full album from start to finish. And that album was Toys in the Attic. That you bought for under $6 as we covered. For under $6. Of, yeah. And it sounded fantastic. There was one small skip in Sweet Emotion. But apart from that, the crackle was minimal, but I enjoyed it. It made me remember what listening to vinyl was like. And I don't care what anybody says. It sounds better. 100%. Yeah. Could not agree more. Yeah, it's warmer. It's fuller. It, it, it's it's just better. better and this, is, this is not a repressing. This is the original vinyl. So when when they have uh, you know albums that have come out now that they've pressed on this 180 gram uh, vinyl that's supposed to be really good, I don't know what the sources of those are. So I don't necessarily know that those are going to have the same sound to them because they could be pressing those based off of the digital recordings or remasters or whatever. Uh, if I get the original old vinyl, I know I'm getting that original analog warmth. Yep, that's why I like buying a new album on uh, vinyl doesn't always make a ton of sense unless it's like the Foo Fighters because Dave Grohl has that nice big analog uh, desk that he mixes with and he still yeah. records on tape but that's yeah, true if you're and, getting and, a, a digital master on vinyl it just kind of sounds like a digital master and you don't have to get a second mortgage on your house to buy it that's true like if you want to buy the Aerosmith 44 track greatest hits that's coming out again yep I, I just saw Alice Cooper's Schools Out is being re-released on a three LP uh, special edition, and that's $84. Yeah. That's the world we live in now, gentlemen. But uh, I did really enjoy the uh, conversation uh, you guys had about uh, She's So Unusual. Uh, I like the majority of that album. I, I wouldn't say it's Appetite. I agreed, like when you guys said, it's Appetite's like a perfect album. There's no skippable tracks. Mm -hmm. That I was on board with. She's So Unusual had a couple that I'm like, ooh, geez. But yeah, largely, it's, it's a great album. Yeah, same here. I, I think overall, it's it's surprising how good that album is, um, because there's it seems like there could be a lot of filler on it. But yeah, uh, yeah I'm 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 obviously a big fan. I tell you what, uh, Toys in the Attic. Uh, I don't know if that has any skippable tracks. And no, unfortunately, we don't have any Toys in the Attic on our dice currently. We have uh, "I'm Down," which is a song I've never heard of. Uh, don't get mad, get even. Uh, Hole in my soul from a little south of sanity. 
Out of Your Head from John's favorite album, Just Push Play, Roadrunner from Honkin' on Bobo, and Get the Lead Out from Rocks. Uh, John, is there anything in particular you'd like to listen to tonight? I Look, Scott is my favorite co-host. And if we could get some I'm Down finally for this poor man who is begging for the song for, for, for months, um, I would greatly appreciate it, the, the, the gods of the dice. You've already got the appetite show, John. You you can quit kissing his ass now. You won. Corey, Corey you, you know something you forgot? I, I forgot a couple of things, but I wanted to talk about the dice first. No, no because you're so preoccupied with your new bitter hatred of, of, of you know, not co-hosting a great show with Scott. And, and what you missed was that Ken Knapsack hosts shows all on his own on the Knapsack Network. You can catch the blathering. Uh, it's an off-the-cuff, um, from-the-heart-and-head podcast from comedian and author Ken Knapsack. He, um, he, he's writ- written, hosted, performed the, the entire show. He creates all kinds of characters on other shows he does. He's a co-creator of Four Center, The Knapsack Files, and Pop Rock and Radio. Um, you, t- you tune into The Knapsack Network, you check out the blathering and go explore some of his other shows that are deep, deeper on the podcast list. Go check it out today. All right. I, I was going to get to that after dice discussion, but uh, no. Scott, did you want to do the, uh, the uh, deep dive podcast network now too? Well, I would love to Corey. And I'll start with our friends over at Sean geek and fast fret. And of course, Eric at booked on rock who are, uh, you know, really good friends of our podcast. They uh, do a lot of work. They're putting out a lot of episodes. It seems like every five minutes, Eric is putting out a new, uh, a new show. I'm like, there aren't even this many books on the planet as you're pumping out podcasts. Sounds like me. Uh, of course, you know, you guys do backtrack theme music. You did a wonderful episode on Wayne's World and Queen this week. Uh, absolutely loved every bit of that. Uh, Corey, you do another show with our with our friend Mark Kamire and the podcast Will Rock, where I'm still trying to manifest Pound Cake. I refuse to listen to that song because I want to hear it on your show first. And it just, you know, who doesn't love Pound Cake? Uh, of course, I do Uriah Heap, the Magician's Podcast. That's still got a couple weeks left in it. Nate and John do the Deep Purple Podcast. We have Skinnered Reconsidered, T-Bone's Prime Cuts on the other side, Sabbath Bloody Podcast, In the Lap of the Pods, Hawk Binge, Maiden A to Z, Diary of the Mad Men, the Ultimate Aussie Podcast, Universally Speaking, the Red Hot Chili Peppers Podcast. We have the Judas Priest Cast, the South by or North by South Podcast, So Far, So Pod, So What? We have the Tom Petty Project, the Seaside Pod Review, and Volume for All, the Rock Roulette Podcast, and last but not least, our shortest-lived podcast regarding Lulu. That's right. There's a show for everybody on the Deep Dive Podcast Network. And if you're so inclined, uh, Ken Napsock has a little something for everybody, too. Go check those out. Uh, Back to the dice. Scott, is there anything in particular you're hoping for? Well, you know, John, I appreciate your pick for I'm Down. I think you're out of your head. Uh, after jaded and cake. light inside, are you sure you want that one? <laughs> uh, well, if you could pick pound cake, that would be fine too. Yeah, I mean, uh, who knows? I I haven't heard the song, so I might actually like it. There you go. And uh, I, I'm going for one of my choices. Uh, I'm going. I want to hear "Get the Let Out" from Rocks because Rocks is one of those albums that doesn't have a skippable song. I'm just excited that you have two songs on the dice again, Corey. Me too. It, it had been a long time because John cheated that one time. <laughs> That's right. All right. Wait, what do you wait, say, wait. boys? 
How did I become John cheated? I'm 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 barely even the host here. You 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 drive you drive the ship, all all the bits and everything. Like you, right yeah, now you apparently just take... I don't. I, I was trying to get into dice discussion, and and you threw blindly to the sponsor copy. Oh, because that's how it works, Corey. John is an agent of chaos. That's how it works. Hmm. All right, I'm I'm rolling this dice. Here we Roll go. And we are going to come up with Don't Get Mad, Get Even. This is a Scott Haskin track from Pump. So, Scott, do you know this uh, cut at all here? No, uh, I don't, but I think it's got a cool title. I'm curious to hear some uh, potentially aggressive Steven Tyler lyrics. John, uh, you're a fan of Pump. I'm a fan Uh, of Pump. I'm a a fan of the song. Um, I don't recall much of the lyrics besides the chorus. Um, but I do like the way the co- the chorus is laid down. Um, this is one of them. Um, I think, I think if I had to think about it, Scott is going to really dig this track. How about you? I kind of think so too. Uh, Pump is one of my favorite albums. This is another one where uh, arguably uh, there's not a skippable track on here. I know Scott going in, wasn't a huge fan of uh, Janie's got a gun. Uh, but the other songs I think we covered on here, you you liked uh, for the yeah. most part, right? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, this this is one of the the deeper cuts off of uh, Pump, uh, written by uh, Stephen Tyler and Joe Perry. Yep, they they still wrote songs together on occasion uh, back in the day. Uh, Pump is a huge hit for the band. Had uh, four big singles. Uh, this is not one of them. Loving an elevator, Jesus got a gun. What it takes on the other side. Uh, released September twelfth, nineteen eighty nine. Uh, you know, went multiple multi-platinum that's the word i'm looking for seven times platinum um considered probably their best of the uh the clean years uh what do you say i even found a lyric video you guys can see the lyrics here's a little don't get mad get even from pump All right, and that's the song. Scott, what'd you think? Um, it was very ethnic for Aerosmith, a little more world music than I would expect. Uh, do we have any idea who's playing the didgeridoo? Actually, I don't think I do. No, let's see. I, I don't believe the didgeridoo is part of the album. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah, no, it was on there. It, it was on there? Yeah, a, a fellow by the name of Randy Rain Rouge. Uh, he plays the glass harmonica on Water Song, the Appalachian Dulcimer on Dulcimer Stomp, the Didgeridoo on Don't Get Mad, Get Even, and the Thai Caden on Hoodoo. Wow. Versatile guy. Yeah. I'll I'll tell you a little bit about the Didgeridoo and what makes it such a tricky instrument is that to play it properly, uh, it's it's a breath instrument, just like a flute or or any brass instrument, but you'll hear very prolonged didgeridoo notes without any kind of stop any any time of taking a breath and the way that they do it is through what's called circular breathing where you breathe in through your nose and out of your mouth at the same time and you can create a you know 20 minute consistent note without stopping to take a breath because you're actually breathing it's a really bizarre technique but most of your master didgeridoo players can do it nice john do you have any facts about the didgeridoo yeah, it rhymes with Zubilee Zoo. 
Well, we're not getting into that song, so I'm going to keep playing this one. So, uh, Scott, you're you're laughing pretty hard on the call. <laughs> I am. Well, we're watching the lyric video because uh, Corey is remote today. He's he's recording from a different location. So, um, what's funny about this is that it's it's actually got the harmonica vocals. So it's just on the screen, and I think that's hilarious. And, and you were looking forward to the lyrics of the song. And I would like a breakdown of what you think of the lyrics so far, Scott. I think he's agreeing a lot. With the didgeridoo or with the harmonica? With the harmonica. He is he's pretty spot on with the harmonica. A little bit of fluctuation, which I like, because that tells me it wasn't a sample or it wasn't corrected in the studio. Um, yeah, I mean, I like the sound of it. I just thought it was hilarious that they actually somebody actually figured that all out and typed it. I really want to get even with every girl who hikes her skirt up. Especially hikes it up to here. Up to here, because yeah. music is a visual medium. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, one of my favorite moments of the album, though, is that kick into the chorus that nice oh, and low, yeah. don't get mad, get even, and then bang, 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 and into that great chorus. I love it. That's nice and powerful. I really like the sound of the kick drum during the opening verse too. I mean, that really kind of put a, a really great punch into the song because we don't have a lot of music going on. Um, yeah, it's it's an interesting start, a little bit different. It, it's along the lines of what you know Aerosmith can do, but it it kind of has a fresh sound for them at the same time. Yep, uh, produced by Bruce Fairbairn. Uh, I, I love the production on this album. I, I know he takes a lot of shit, but uh, he's produced some of my favorite records and, and this is one of them. It sounds amazing. Uh, the mix is spot on. Uh, the band is great. And uh, Stephen, I, I even kind of like the, the Stephen Tyler lyrics. His delivery of this was fantastic. And as we get deeper in the chorus, it gets even better. That line always reminded me of John. You know his head is empty, but there's always something on his mind. You, you, you know something, Corey? You're taking a lot of shots today, and I appreciate the effort. You're missing the mark. <laughs> but, but, I never but, hit, but, no. But, 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 but um, you have the aim of a stormtrooper, but you, you, you are trying your damnedest. Fair enough. Uh, um, I, I, really, um, I really love that this shows that you can be aggressive regardless of tempo. Right, like there's a there's a very deliberate tempo to this song, 
but there is no doubt that this is a very aggressive song. Very angry. Yeah. Like I, I like that kind of that slow paced aggression. Like you talked about there's that anger he's getting out in the cars is wonderfully. Yeah. Done. That's a great observation, but you know, it, it's weird though. The chorus, the vocals just all of a sudden seem so buried in the background that just me part of the anger. I think so too. Yeah. It's, it, it's part of the anger, the aggression, right? It's kind of this cacophony of sound and yeah. Mm-hmm. What the fuck was that? Was that not in the song? No. Was that that, that, that probably uh, questionable lyrics that got bleeped by by uh, YouTube? I don't know. Did they do that? No, no, nope, no that's not part of the song. No. Uh, I'm gonna have to. I'll go to the official song. Hopefully, the whole thing is here. You guys aren't gonna get the lyrics anymore. That's all right. Um, to... I, was that was the dialogue in the regular version though? Yep. Oh, okay. Yep. So that was normal. Yep. Um, I'm not sure I understand what this song is about. Well, when you got your girlfriend with her skirt high up, hiked up to here, you don't get mad, you get even. I mean, can he spell it out any plain? <laughs> I mean, isn't that like an invitation for sex normally? Well, when you're in the uh, alley with Sally and the junkies and the bums, maybe. I mean, unless she has like a, a red circle with a white line through it over her vagina. I don't know. You live in Las Vegas, Scott. Fuck's sake. Do I need dolls to explain to you how this works? Show me who hurt you, Corey. This week it's John Murray. So, 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 so I think that what the song is about is the dude that Stephen is singing about is cheating on his girlfriend. And mm-hmm. she's hiking up her skirt to get even with him by going out with other guys. Don't get mad, get even. So it's a song about cheating. Mm. And it's she's going to cheat on him. I'm pretty sure. Like I'm trying to read through the lyrics now. But I did I think like shacking up with Lucy and at, at Sally in the alley, right? Mm-hmm. And then and then he sings about the girlfriend and the girlfriend. You you, you wonder why your girlfriend has a skirt hiked up to here. Honey, don't get mad, get even. Or she could just be a prostitute. No, no, no. But if you listen, Scott, if you pay attention, she's not banging Sally in the alley. The dude that the song is about is banging Sally in the alley, right? And and, and shacking up with Lucy. Mm. She's not doing that. So you're sitting there, then the guy is sitting there going, hey, why is she hiking her, hiking her skirt up to here? She's hiking her skirt up to here. Because you are banging everybody all over the place. And now she's not going to get mad. She's going to go get even. I can see that. It's like talking to an eighth grader. Hey. Oh, 
just uh, I know we already heard that part, but just that's my favorite Steven Tyler. Is, oh, is, I love that vocal. I thought it was a repeat of of that verse and, and chorus again. Okay, so I was going to say he's yeah. he's not really clever if he's just keeping repeating the lyrics. But I'm no, glad I you pointed I, out. Yeah, I had to change the video uh, on YouTube. I went to the official source and I just uh, so, I didn't want to go too far ahead. So so so, so, so there there is a there's one of the seven dirty words coming up, which is why we had that technical difficulty apparently. Okay. So okay. so I'm, I'm just warning you. We're gonna we're we're gonna hear a word with four letters that starts with a. And ends with a uck. And, and and that's the reason why um we got bleeped. Okay, Scotty, earmuffs. Yeah, I'm I don't want to hear this. Okay, so now it's confirmed. It's definitely about an affair, right? And dudes cheating, right? Because it's it's when pleasure that's shallow causes trouble that's deep, right? You, you've been dusted with the devil while he sweeps you off your feet, right? This is all about the dude who's cheating and can't figure out why his girlfriend is is, is looking promiscuous on her way out the door. Mm-hmm. And she's doing that to get revenge. This is a revenge song. This is this song would make a very fun movie because it's like, you know what? I'm not going to fuck you up. I'm not going to beat you up. I'm not going to get somebody else to beat you up. I am going to go and fuck too. I can see that and I'm looking forward to your script. Tell you little secret make you want to jump and shout when you talk to me in circles they your food I always love that line too. You hate to be a wise guy when your feet are in concrete. Another line that reminds me of John Mario. <laughs> it is. It is a very uh, mob-sounding line in a song about cheating. Uh, I, I don't know how it fits, but it, it, it's a great little metaphor. I'm still trying to figure out how the didgeridoo fit the song. It really seems to be <laughs> kind of like a pointless thing that they threw on the beginning. So Scott, the way it fits is like this. Didgeridoo, didgeridoo. I don't know the rest of the songs is Zoobly Zoo, but it goes something like that. Are something you like sure that. that you're not singing the Galaxy Glue jingle from The Incredible Shrinking Woman with Lily I'm Tomlin? Probably also singing that very random fact that you're going to come on to our... Um, music show and cover that movie now too there you go I, I'm, I'm well i'm trying to be well-rounded for you guys because you do such a variance on your shows just trying to fit in
So Scott, I know you're a big fan of Steven Tyler kind of moaning over top guitars for no reason. Yeah. Uh, would, would this say this is your favorite instance of that? Well, I'm having a hard time following it because there's no lyrics that go, ah, ah, ah. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, he was even singing, he was even talking over his own vocals in that second chorus. So, yeah, uh, yeah I just I just don't think he knows that there's other people on the song. Um, I definitely think it sounds bad here because I was really looking forward to seeing what kind of a guitar solo we would get on this song. I was expecting something pretty bluesy and, and cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, one thing we haven't talked about really is the the drums and bass really aren't doing anything exciting in this song, which is pretty rare for even the most basic Aerosmith song, it almost feels I, dialed in in a way. I, I do love the uh, recording of the drums, like that snare sound. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a really big fan of it. But yeah, Joey's not really pushing himself. It's more about the power. It's kind of like Ragdoll in that regard, I guess. Yeah. Where he's not really doing anything that interesting, but like when that chorus kicks in, it, well, like it, you really get that in, big bang, right? But at least in Ragdoll, he's got a little bit of a groove on the hat. I mean, here he's just literally yeah. boom, tap boom tap and i agree i love the sound of the drums they're incredibly powerful probably some of the the best snare and kick sound i've heard on an aerosmith song i'm just i just kind of wish that he was doing something that kind of moved the song a little bit in in there as well maybe some drum fills or something he's very very laid back and i haven't even noticed a bass line on this no yeah like i was gonna say like we really called out tom hamilton on the uh just push play track we did a couple weeks ago as being a real Mm -hmm. standout in here it's like I, I don't even recall really hearing the bass. I was listening for the boom, boom, and the tap taps like John talks about. Mm-hmm. And the shimmery. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. I I, I speak precisely about music. Um, I'm very well studied on the musicians that I play. Um, and I take offense to everything you've said right now. I, I, I haven't read your book yet, uh, be, How to Be a Film Composer, but uh, I, I own it now. I just haven't got around to reading it yet, John, and my apologies. It, 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 it's all about um, storyboarding because that's how you compose a scene. Okay. guys ever been on the road and just you you trying to get around this car and every time you switch lanes it switches right in front of you and no matter what you do you can't get around this car has, has that ever happened to you guys oh all the time yeah. i feel i feel that's how our poor guitar player is on this song that he's just like trying to get in there somewhere and he and he's just given up yeah no i i, I get that because like steven is doing his uh, uh... Uh, thing and then you hear a joke kind of air like with the guitar trying to just bust in there at some point yeah it wasn't quite just, working for him he just keeps giving up yeah well we got 14 seconds left we'll uh, finish this one off here and then we'll get to voting I do like a good let's get out of here uh, in the outro. I'd never noticed that before, but sitting here listening to it with headphones on, I heard a let's get out of here. So so that, that was nice. nice. Yeah, yeah, I like that. So that's 
Don't Get Mad, Get Even from the album Pump in 1989. Uh, gentlemen, what do we think? Is this a song that uh, earns a spot on one of our mixtapes? It's going to have to either go on the side A, uh, the deep cut side, or on one of our nasty cuts. John Mariano, let's start with you. It's funny because there are parts of the song that I think would justify going on the mixtape. But there are other parts of the song that would justify going on just push play. Um, and, and it's really hard to separate those two because they're in the same song. So I'm going to have to say it's a no for me, dog. All right. That's one no. Scott Haskin, what did you think? Uh, I thought, yeah, I, I, I agree. I mean, there were some cool parts in the song. I actually like the chorus uh, of it, the Oz and stuff. But they they waited until the fade to start the guitar solo. I think this song could have been a lot better if they would have let um, let the guitar come through because I, I liked where that guitar solo was heading. But I kind of and, and I don't want to blame Stephen for it, but I kind of feel like he said, OK, I did my part. We could fade the song now and um, and, and just didn't leave room for what could have been a really cool part. Um, I, I kind of like the imagery of it, too. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I don't think it, I don't personally, I don't think it stands up to the songs that we have on there now. Um, but I want to mention, Corey, you said that um, you, you were talking about my thoughts on this album. This is the third song we've reviewed. Um, the Other Side uh, with Dulcimer Stop is the opening. I really like that one. Um, Janie's Got a Gun, I initially hated, but I'm coming around to that one. And then this is the third one we've listened to. So I, I can't say I'm really hot on this album just yet. Well, we got some good stuff coming up from Pump, so uh, yeah, hold on to that. Uh, just for the record, you know, I there's maybe one song on the deep cuts I, I could see swapping this one out. I always liked "Don't Get Mad, Get Even" since I was a kid, uh, so I got some nostalgia working for me. Uh, "Magic Touch," I would be okay with swapping out for something like this, but it's already uh, one against two, so I'm outvoted. You, you know, you know what, Corey? I dare you to put your money where your mouth is. If, if if you if you if you love the song so much, why don't you put it on the, on the deep cuts? Okay, I just did. It's going on instead of Jaden. Ooh, hmm. interesting. So I guess he does love that song. I <laughs> I might have considered like if I were you, like I hold grudges. I might have picked another song other than Jaden. But I'm off that bandwagon now. The old John Mariano. The, the John Mariano of last episode would have done it. The, the John Mariano that she bopped right before recording tonight. He's a kinder, <laughs> gentler John. Oh, oh, she did. She bopped. Oh, we know what that sound means. Gentlemen, the question becomes, how many times did Aerosmith perform... Don't get mad, get even. I'll give you a hint. They performed it in 1989, 1990, and 2005. So, not that long ago. I say that, but it's, you know, however many years that is now. It's 18 years ago now. Thank you. All I'll right. be over in the corner turning to dust. Scott Haskin, how many times do you think Aerosmith performed Don't Get Mad, Get Even? I, I have a hard time seeing this as a live track. I'm surprised they they you even gave me three different occasions. So I'm going to say uh, 10 times. 10 times. John Mariano? 45. 
45? Yeah. 45. You are the winner. Aerosmith actually performed this song 101 times. Wow. By the way, in 2005, they performed it once. I, I, I was going to go in 96. I tempered my expectations because Scott went so low. I just don't see it as a live track. I see, I see trying it and then going, yeah, that didn't really work that well. Well, in uh, 2005, it was only a partial uh, playing, apparently. Uh, oh. Sandwiched in between crying and living on the edge, but mm. still listed on setlist.fm. Uh, they also did No More, No More, uh, which is a song they busted out uh, on occasion on that tour. Seasons of Weather, Baby Please Don't Go from uh, Honkin' on Bobo. That was the Rock and the Joint tour. Mm. That's um, This one's not on a live album, is it? Any of those performances? I don't remember seeing it. Uh, no, I'll just, uh, there's really only one. Uh, if I go back to discography here, it. I don't think it was on Rock and the Joint, but I'll look that up real quick while you and John banter. Well, I actually, uh, while we were on a, a little bit of a hiatus, I actually did what uh, what I do with spreadsheets and made a spreadsheet with uh, all the live albums and all the studio albums so I could keep track of kind of what I like by album uh, because uh, so many of these songs are new to me. I don't remember seeing that, but, uh, you know, I was looking at a lot of songs in a, in like two hours. So very so, well could be on there. So is it's it playing, how, how many songs do you have to like off of an album? Like what percentage if you're going to well, go off and buy the album? I would say I'd have to like at least half to invest in the album. Okay. So you're going to end up buying pump. We'll see. Uh, very possibly. I mean, the thing for me is because, okay, so now if you, because you could buy tracks individually now, which we couldn't do when, you know, when we were growing up, uh, if I, if I like enough of the tracks to be worth buying the entire album, I guess I would do it that way. Um, because it really down, becomes uh, economical as opposed to anything else. You know, do you want the extra tracks, even though you, you don't really like it? Maybe you will one day. I mean, if I don't like something today, doesn't mean I won't like it three years from now, unless it's Sheila. Me. <laughs> All right. So, Scott, uh, this was your cut. Don't get mad, get even. So now it you was. get to replace it on the dice. What are you thinking? Can I pick I'm down again so that we have a two in six chance? <laughs> I, I Only if I can take the movie off your mixtape. Okay, so I'll pick a different song. Um, okay. You know, we only have one live track. We have a lot of live stuff to cover, and mm -hmm. we only have one live track. So I'm going to go with a, a little something off of A Little South of Sanity. Um, it's, the, it's the song that I closely associate with John Mariano, Monkey on My Back. All right. Another pump song, actually. John, any thoughts on Monkey on My Back? Yeah, it's. Uh, um, I don't know how the live track is going to be, but I do... I, I do enjoy the the uh, studio track yeah another one of those uh one of those pump tracks that we're fond of uh so who knows maybe we'll spin that next week let's wrap this one up boys scott uh what do you got coming up uh, what would you like to promote oh let's see i just finished the uh remix and remaster of my album the forgotten puppet show and that is uh that is available now on my band it's exclusive to my bandcamp page so you can get the link on my website uh, scotthaskin.com which i finally said without the 3 w's oh well done good job the the forgotten puppet show uh, that was my worst birthday ever uh john uh, anything you'd like to uh promote here tonight 
Yeah, yeah. I got um I got something I think I'm gonna tease. Um I have a major announcement that um when I feel like revealing it, I will. But for now I'm just gonna dangle it out there that uh there's some news coming everyone's way. Well, we've enjoyed podcasting with you, John, and we're sad to see you go. Could, could be that. Could be that Corey's gone. Could be that we finally fired Scott. Could be that uh, Corey took the movie off the mixtape like he promised he was going to do when we made this deal. Um, but we'll see how that goes. Gosh, I'm so glad that's over. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, on behalf of Scott Haskin and John Mariano, my name is Corey Morissette. Thank you very much for listening. And as always, let's give the final word to Stephen Tyler.